Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. And coming up on today's episode, we want to talk a little USA basketball. They're a choke job in Lithuania, Colorado Buffalo, college football, Deion Sanders, epic win over TCU. Go over that. My fantasy football team and game preview. Chiefs, Lions, Thursday night. Football is here. And it's going to be every single Sunday until February. So wife, girlfriends, sorry. It's football. Football season is here. So we'll get into a little bit of all that. And reminder, if you're new, Tuesday and Friday, new episodes there. And it's available on all streaming platforms as well on the website at sportstalkfromthecrib.com. If you want to listen to the episode early, you can on the website. So be sure to check it out. We also got blog posts there, what's going on around the sports world for you to check out there too. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and X. I feel like he ENT. All right, now let's get into this first topic. I kind of don't even want to mention this team, USA Basketball. Yes, that is going on right now. You know, FIBA Basketball, okay? USA they're saying there's B plus, no, B minus squad. Maybe there's C squad out there that compete. A lot of people didn't want to do that this offseason because they playoffs, they're just so tired. They didn't want to do this. But anyways, USA did qualify. It's not like the rally of the Olympics. They're going to be in Paris. So they did lose to Lithuania the other night. 110 to 104. Are you kidding me? How do you lose this? The problem is with this team is that they just have no height, run out there with a bunch of guards, and this is what happens. When you face teams overseas, they're just like, hey, we can send anybody out there. We're so much better than them that we could do whatever we want and win big no matter what. And Anthony Edwards is balling. He's one of the guys that really is balling out there for Team USA. But you guys lost 110-104, and you were down 31-12 in the first quarter. You're just getting out-rebounded. What did they get out-rebounded by? Oh, bench points. It was like 61-38. Rebounds. They did the same thing against Montenegro. Like, you're getting this blown up on the boards. Part of it is foul trouble. Jaron Jackson fouling out. Can't be on the floor. He's like, basically, you're only big. You only got a couple bigs on this team. This is how it is. But come next year, we better be sending our A squad because... Look at the NBA now, anyway. Look who the stars of the league are. It's not just like LeBron James, Steph Curry. Like You got to look at this. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Greece. You got Luka Doncic. You got these, you got Joel Embiid. You got so many international stars now in the league. Joker, the Jokic. You know, MVP, NBA champion. These are the guys that are the face of the league now. So I think this goes to tell you, in America, we need to catch up a little bit. Yes, we are better overall talent. I still believe that. We're not going to roll out there with a dream team of 1992, but we're going to roll out there for some damn good talent and just blow these guys away come next to limits. But they better be playing. Better not have any injury concerns come next year. Better not have any of this, oh, I'm going to play. I went to the NBA Finals. Can't play in the Olympics. Like, come on, man. We got to still own up. We can't let 
countries like Lithuania beat us to really get on Lithuania, but damn, they have no business beating us in basketball. We know they've been playing professionally for years and years and years. This team's been assembled only for a couple months, but I don't care. USA basketball better get themselves together. That's how I feel about that. All right, so let's talk about some football, college football, that is. The Colorado Buffaloes. You know that team, Deion Sanders, wouldn't be the head coach for all that excitement coming around. All these new players, like eight sub players coming to Colorado now to play football that weren't on there, only 10 out on scholarship playing like all these new coaches, everything, right? They were 1 in 11 last year. Deion Sanders comes over from Jackson State. They didn't want to treat him with any kind of greatness, any kind of rights, really. Just throwing him on the, the rug here like, hey, it doesn't matter, Deion Sanders. We're not giving you any money to support the school. We're not doing this for the kids. We're not doing any of that. Goes to Colorado. People counting him out, saying he can't coach there. It's a bigger stage. He's just a lower school, lower coaches. That's why he was winning. Blah, blah, blah. Guess what he does first game? Number 17, TCU. Team that went to the child game last year. Like, hey, 45-42. Victory. Upset. Over 20-point dogs in the game. Come out with the win. So, Deion Sanders is doing his thing already in Colorado. And he's letting the nation know. Everybody's doubting him. Nobody believes in the team. And look what his son did at quarterback. A school record. His son went out there. Had over 500 passing yards. 38 of 47. 510. 510 to be exact. And four passing TDs. The second half, he was phenomenal. Hitting every single person. Like, that's his son out there balling like that. Then he got the two-way player, Travis Hunter, catching all the passes. And also picking it off on defense, playing both ways. And he still had energy. Kids like Terminator out there. He kept going. I don't know how much stamina. That's the most, like that's pretty crazy for a kid to have that much stamina in a college football game that's just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth like that. Especially in the second half, it was like, dude, what do you play? Almost like 119 snaps. What was it? It was some craziness. But give that man some props for doing what he did out there too. And let's say this. Deion Sanders, you've already matched the win total last year of this football team. This football team has been bad. I mean, bad. For him to do that first game says something about him and his program. He's got the L on the kids' shirts for leaders. He's got the D on the kids' shirts for dogs. Instead of having captains, he's got leaders and dogs. Like, <laughs> he's changing the culture. And a lot of people in college football are not going to like it. They're not going to like primetime swag and what he's doing with the kids. But, hey, if it's getting you victories and putting you on the map, it's saying something. Do you believe in Dion in Colorado? We're going to find out in the coming weeks. That's when they're scheduled. They're starting playing some week. Some big time names, especially USC, is on that schedule. You're going to have to go up against Caleb Williams, Heisman Trophy favorite, number one overall pick favorite for next year's NFL draft. You're also going to have to play Oregon, and that's in back to back weeks. First, you play in Oregon, then you got to go and face USC. So you can't like look ahead for that. 
Um, next week they play Nebraska, then Colorado State. You know, then they get Oregon, USC. They got Arizona State, Stanford, UCLA, Oregon State, Arizona, Washington State, and finishing off with Utah. So this is something to really look forward to as the season progresses. Let's just say he doesn't win against USC. I mean, if he can get, I really think with his son playing quarterback like that, don't count him out. So TCU's defense is, I guess, is really bad from everything. They got they lost a lot of people in the draft, NFL draft this last past year too, especially on offense as well. So if Dion can get them even respectable, where well, he just gets maybe eight wins out of this, I think that's a winning year for Colorado football. But if he can be a big time school like USC. And doesn't get blown out. Now he's talking the talk now. Let's say you go, like the USC just blows his team out. And be like oh told you so. That's what's going to happen to him. But listen. You're already achieving better than what this school did last year in football. And to get everybody excited about it is great. For the game. It's great for college. It's great for the kids. And it's something to really look forward to as the season goes on. Because I'm rooting for him. And I can't wait to see and face these teams. Like I don't, Nebraska's been a rival. I can't wait to see that game next week. I can't wait to see um, Oregon. I can't wait to see USC. Like I'm gonna be gluing my set. I want to know what his kids do, what they do in a response to this. If they can keep this kind of momentum going throughout the season or not, or if they falter. But we're gonna find out in the coming weeks what Colorado Buffaloes are all about. And they're going to be put on the map and see if maybe switch the ties of the Heisman voting where his son's in it with Caleb Williams or Travis Hunter enters that conversation and gets up in the Heisman running. That'll be interesting to see because those two kids are just phenomenal football players for one. So I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to watch this Colorado Buffalo team. Because I want to watch prime time out there coaching and seeing what these kids can do. So as we talk about college football, why not talk about the NFL? It's finally here, ladies and gentlemen. Finally. Football season is here. Week one starts and begins Thursday night with the Detroit Lions at the Kansas City Chiefs. What a matchup. What a game for the first night. And guess what? Every Sunday from now until February, you're going to see and watch the wonderful game of football. The NFL season is here. I know a lot of wives maybe get mad about this. A lot of girlfriends maybe mad about this because their husbands or boyfriends are out there. Listen, it is football season, and we are focused. We got our fantasy football. We got our favorite teams. We're going to be wearing our gear. It is time because about damn time because this summer has been kind of boring with just watching baseball. NFL is here. So let's get into the preview of this game. What can we expect from the Detroit Lions? This is one of my favorite teams in NFC to watch this year because I really think they're going to make a leap. They won 8 out of 10 last year to finish it off. So can they beat the Chiefs? Chiefs reigning Super Bowl champions. They're going to be raising the banner, giving it out. Super Bowl champions at Arrowhead. I mean, damn, Detroit, if you thought you were going into the season looking good because of last year, wait, hold up. 
because the Kansas City Chiefs are about to get their banner raised, celebrate their rings, all that stuff, because they're Super Bowl champions. And you're in Arrowhead, which is one tough place to play football. And that's your first game of the season. So if Detroit can go in there during all these circumstances and win this game, that could tell some that they are for real this year. I don't expect them to win. But I'm going to pick them. Can I pick them? Do I go against Pat Mahomes in the first game here? He's 5-0 and in his career. And they're in the first game of the season. So I got to go to the Chiefs. With the ceremony and everything that's going to happen. And Pat Mahomes, I don't know if I could pick the Lions in the first week. I'm debating. I'm going back and forth. One man I want Detroit. One man I want Kansas City. Because I don't know who Pat Mahomes is going to throw the ball to besides Travis Kelsey. Maybe that's all he needs because the Lions finished dead last in um, defense last year. But then you go and throw this hiccup in. Chris Jones still holding out. I don't know if he's going to sign his contract in the next 48 hours to play in the game or not. But it doesn't seem likely. If he's out, it's a glaring hole. They lost to Leonardo Brown in the offensive line. They've lost so many people. Important people on offense and defensive line. I don't know. Is Pat Mahomes going to be able to stay upright throughout the game? He does these heroics. It makes me want to lean more now towards the Detroit Lions with those circumstances. Detroit Lions, I'm just going to roll with them. I think it's going to be a higher score. I think it may reach like 31, 27, 34, 31. It could be somewhere in that range. I expect some scoring in this game. It's because of Pat Mahomes. Ceremony, Super Bowl, boom, can't count him out with that Travis Kelsey connection. Lions defense, have they improved enough? I don't know. Hutchinson, are you going to get after Pat Mahomes? Going to be able to bring him down? Chris Jones, the absence of him on defense, I think is a really, really huge deal. I'm going to roll with Detroit. Screw it. I'm rolling with them in this game because I like what they've done in the draft. I like what they've done on their offense and improve their defense. I'll... Yeah, you could say they lost um, Jamal Williams to the Saints, the big guy who rushed for the most touchdowns in NFL history last year. This made no sense. I don't know how he was doing it, but he did it. He lost DeAndre Swift to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, but you were like, oh, he's injury prone. Not with it. But they replaced him with David Montgomery from Chicago, and they drafted Jameer Gibbs, the running back out of Alabama. I think he's going to be electric. He may take half a season for you when you really see that. But Jared Goff has performed well the last couple years for him. I feel like he's really fitting into that offense. Um, St. Brown has been this crazy good, surprising receiver that came out of nowhere, it seems like. And he's in there. Um, So it's just, I just have high expectations for this Lions team. I want to root for him. I'm tired of them losing every year. Like, I remember watching Barry Sanders and, and whatnot. And they were still losing when they had him. Calvin Johnson, like, can something good happen in Detroit? They sold out season tickets this year. That's how high hopes they have. It's the first time they've ever done it. They've never won. Lions fans are feeling good. And they're my team to to really surprise and make a run in the NFC because I think the NFC is wide open. I just want to root for them. Why not? I'm going to root for them, and hopefully they win. And just something good has got to come out of Detroit, right? I mean, Eminem showed up in the uh, all season 
in the locker room, hand high five people, doing everything. So maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe Eminem knows. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> you never know. But I like this Lions team. I think they made big improvements. Just enough. Dan Campbell's a heck of a head coach, man. He's a heck of a coach. They all really like him there. And I expect the Detroit Lions to do things. If they don't win this game, I'm not going to be mad. But I would like for them to upset those Kansas City Chiefs. Come on, man. Go in there and make a statement first game of the season. Against the Super Bowl champs. That's saying something. All right, I'm going to end the show here with the last topic. I'm going to talk a little bit about the fantasy football. Fantasy football has grown so huge. Now we do a little of this um, play-in with the, everyone from work here. And did my fantasy football draft. A lot of people are hating on it. I don't know why. Because this year I went different. Like last year, I got to the playoffs. Didn't, I mean, I just, everybody just stunk it up. I had, my only real running back was Tony Pollard. He didn't do anything in the last bit of the year. He got hurt. I had Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey. They were putting them. And Justin Fields was my quarterback. And then he just got taken out, didn't get to really play. And then I was just screwed come playoff time. I didn't score any enough points. I was scoring, what did I score? Like 90 points. And then I lost. So it was a good run while it lasted. The fantasy football can be very frustrating. But this year I went a little different. Because the last couple of years I've come close. I used to win. I won like four years in a row. Then in the last couple of years I just lost when I got into the playoffs. Because I got away from a certain strategy. Draft running backs. Just draft them. If they don't work, then they don't work. Draft enough of them where they know they're going to get the handful of the touches, especially in the passing game if you're in PPR league. So that's my biggest thing this year. I went running back heavy. And I went heavy on a certain team, the Los Angeles Chargers, because I think the offense under Kellen Moore is going to go crazy. Here's my team. At quarterback, I got Justin Herbert. At running back, I have Austin Eckler. So there's, there's your Chargers. And I also drafted Travis Etienne from Jacksonville. I think he's going to have a great year this year. He, when he took over that role like week seven, what was it, like week seven, week eight from James Robinson, he just took off. I mean, he's averaging over five yards a carry. Like, he, he needs to get more involved in the passing game. But I believe he's going to have a great year. I actually picked him over Tony Pollard. That could come back to bite me. So we'll see how that happens there. Um, wide receiver in my starting lineup, I got Keenan Allen. Here's the other charger. Oh, I'm too charger heavy, right? But I have Keenan Allen. I also drafted Garrett Wilson from the Jets. Aaron Rodgers, he actually has a quarterback to throw him the ball. Boom. Give me Garrett Wilson. I'll take him. He was insane rookie of the year last year or a thousand receiving yards. He was just in, like he was lights out. He was always getting open, but he, he had Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson throwing him the ball and then uh, Mike White. So it was just like, geez, how more worse can he get? A tight end. I got Dallas Goddard. I think he's going to do good in that Philly offense. Um, I also drafted uh, defensive wise, New Orleans kickers. Jason Myers for Seattle. I think New Orleans defense to go back on that is severely underrated. They're in NFC South. Buccaneers have Baker Mayfield. There's no Tom Brady. Actually, you own Tom Brady the last couple of years. Atlanta Falcons, you don't know what's going to happen with that young offense with Desmond Ritter, Bijan Robinson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts. It looks good on paper. I like what the Atlanta Falcons are doing actually in the draft because I think all those guys can be bona fide studs in this league. We'll just kind of see how it plays out. And then you got Carolina Panthers, rookie quarterback. 
Alabama Bryce Young, man, is he going to be good or not? And um, so that's that. And why not? Why not Saints defense? I feel like they're severely underrated in that. Adding Derek Carr, I feel like they're actually going to score a little bit more points than they did last year. But also I have, uh, who else I got on my team? I got DeAndre Swift and James Cook. Those are my other running backs. I think James Cook is going to take that big step forward in that Buffalo offense. DeAndre Swift, I th- yes, I know he's injury prone. He's a big time committee there. And it's just like, you don't know who's going to get the ball in Philadelphia. The place with Jalen Hurts makes a lot of run plays. So that could be, that's kind of my flyer pick I did. I got him in the eighth round. So that was my flyer pick. I was like, if it works out, it works out. If it's not, then I'm not going to be mad. Um, Wide receiver-wise, I also got Mike Williamson on a charger. <laughs> this is in case one of those guys get hurt, because that's what happened last year. So I got Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, and Justin Herbert um, rolling with them on offensive side here. Like, chargers, man. Kellen Moore. I just think there's big things going to happen in, in uh, L.A. And also, I got Mike Michael Thomas. I He's coming back. He hasn't really played in two years for New Orleans. So... I took a you know swing on him in the late round. I think it was like tenth or eleventh round. I got him in, so I was like, "Why not?" That late, you can um, um, this takes some risk. Like I took the Seattle running backs, uh, Zach uh, Charbonnet. I think that's how you say his name. He's my backup. If he ends up getting first ahead of Kenneth Walker at some point in the season, why not? So I have him on my team as well. I also drafted Derek Carr. That's my backup quarterback. So, like, I believe this team is pretty damn good. Jerry McKinnon, the other running back from Kansas City, and Dalton Kincaid, the tight end, rookie tight end from Buffalo, rounds out my team. So I think I'm I'm there. I really think I got a good team. We're going to see how it pays out if I draft it right. Like, Eckler I got in the first round. Garrett Wilson I picked in the second. Travis Etienne I got in the third. In the fourth round I went with Justin Herbert. Fifth round, Keenan Allen. Sixth round, James Cook, seventh round, Dallas Goddard. I feel like I when everything happened, I feel like I got everybody in the round they were supposed to be getting. Or were they a lot of these mock drafts were having all these players in. And I took some swings on some over others, but I like my team. I have faith in my team. But, you know, if the Chargers have a really bad year or something, then, I, yeah, my team is going to really suck in fantasy football. I get that. But it's a risk I was willing to take this year because you like combos. You really would like combos, like quarterback to wide receiver combos in a fantasy football because they go off. That could, that could mean a win for you, especially if they have a weak schedule like the Eagles did last year. That whole Jalen Hurts thing was just nuts. What he was doing with A.J. Brown and whatnot. It's just, it was like that was a lethal combo to have last year. Um, so that's my fantasy football team. Let me know what you think. I got it posted up on the website. You can comment on there. You can comment on Instagram. I got it on Facebook. I got it everywhere. So if you like my team, let me know. If you hate my team, let me know. It's not going to be bad about it. All right. That'll do it for today's episode. And thank you all for joining me here again on Sports Talk from the Crib with your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. Remember, new episodes air every Tuesday and Friday. And it's available on all streaming platforms. And go check out the website, sportstalkfromthecrib.com, with the latest news. You can stream the website on there, too, because it airs earlier in the platform so be sure to check it out out on social media as well it's feel he ent feel he entertainment it's on instagram facebook youtube and x all right everybody hope you all enjoy the rest of your day 
Catch you all on Thursday, or excuse me, Friday, with the recap of that Lions-Chiefs game. So be sure to check that out. Peace.